we thought that we were creating a, a common foundational identity which would be used by many uh, departments and therefore all the departments should be happy because everyone is struggling to, to eliminate duplicates and fakes from their databases so we thought they will be happy but unfortunately what happened was that many departments were just you know sort of they were they were lecturing us on how to create identity so there were four thoughts Welcome to Prime Venture Partners podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to build and grow their startups. Learn about uncommon strategies and common traps from makers and doers of startup ecosystem. Hello everybody, welcome again to a new edition of the Prime Venture Partners Partners podcast. Uh, I have with me today a very very special guest, uh, someone who I had the privilege of working with briefly during the early days of the aadhar program uh, and a gentleman who has really played a pioneering role in several things around digital india and today is the chairman of the empowered group of the vaccine administration for covid-19 uh, please well uh, join me in welcoming shri ram sevak sharma sir welcome to the program thank you very much sanjay it has been a Pleasure working with you in UIDI also, and of course now connecting again after a long time. Thank you, sir. So of course we have all been uh, reading and tracking a lot of the amazing contributions you have been uh, leading for the country, uh, starting with Aadhaar and of course uh, beyond uh, uh, through your role as chairman of Pry and several other initiatives, and now and of course heading the one of the most critical uh, and and large scale uh, activities. but i'd like to start a little with your early days and your background which not many people may know about um and it's always fascinating to me to see you walk into the uida technical center with a pen drive saying i woke up at 4 am writing code here and you know pramod verma please go and you know look at some of these changes i'm suggesting so it would be great for people to hear a little about your background and how at the age of I guess in your mid forties, you took a sabbatical, went and got a master's in computer science, and your passion for technology. Well, Sanjay, you know, describing the whole life story in this podcast would not be appropriate. Let me just kind of say that I did my master's from IIT Kanpur in the year nineteen seventy six, and then I joined the Indian Administrative Service. I got uh, Bihar cadre allotted to me, which means I have to work in Bihar throughout my career. so i joined uh, bihar and then i started working and then you know various capacities i worked as as district magistrate of of a number of uh, districts in bihar and there i realized that you know uh, it, it, somehow information technology can simplify governance can accelerate many things uh, can many things can be done which cannot be done manually and computers were just you know sort of arriving at that time one was sort of learning so i purchased my first computer in the year 1985 january and uh, you know since then we did some programming uh, because there was no standard language at that time so something called dbs2 so i programmed for some of the stuff uh, uh, you know like uh, there were begusrai was district minister of begusrai and there were a lot of arms thefts and you know a lot of these uh, things were happening and we figured out as to how to match these 
these arms so some arms uh, you know sort of uh, uh, stolen in katihar and will be recovered in begusarai and you know this is the these are the cases so we did lot of uh, these these applications so what happened was then i came to government of india uh, joined uh, the ministry of finance I worked as joint secretary here uh, dealing with the world bank and other kinds of uh, things uh, my interest in the information you know sort of programming and and sort of using uh the the uh, computers for governance continued uh i was also the transport commissioner where uh, uh, in bihar in 1992-94 and and uh, there also i started the tax collection through online uh, you know systems which is uh, again the uh, uh the so so uh, then uh, what happened was that i realized that i just have a mathematics degree i don't have a computer science degree and i am all you know talking about programming and systems and design and other things maybe the guys who are listening to me are not objecting to me because i am at a very high post and they respect that post and they will say yes sir yes sir yes sir so i said it's not fair on those people also and it's not fair uh, for for me also to kind of pontificate on issues which i am not you know formally qualified on and and as because i had a lot of interest in the learning the, the disciplines why that why not i take a sabbatical uh, and, and and go go and do my masters in computer science so at the age of 45 in 20 uh, 2000 uh, ad i i took a sabbatical for two years and went to uh, university of california did my masters and 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 then came back in 2002 and you know then started working in in jharkhand my my state by the time bihar got divided so there i was working and and, and there also we continued to do lot of uh, applications uh, by that time of course windows had come uh, so so uh, the, the whole thing has become much more user friendly computers also penetrated the administrative hierarchy and and then it it became easy and you know it, so we did registration for example we did commercial taxes we did municipal uh, tax collection municipal administration uh, personnel management multiple you know things we did and uh, out of 7 years that i was there from 2002 to 2009 i actually uh, uh, did uh, a lot of these these uh, governance reforms using technology and of course in 2009 i joined aadhar it was called uidi then of course aadhar the name came much later you are aware of that absolutely yeah. wonderful no wonderful because this is the back story that very few people understand and appreciate from uh, you know people who are working in the government and it's really it was a revelation to me when we uh, you know when we worked together at aadhar that uh, or uid that uh, you know you were also so deeply technical and passionate about it and i think that rubbed off on the whole team as well quite a bit um so let's fast forward a little bit to aadhar sir you know so uh, obviously you know it's a lot has been written about it and uh, you know you've also recently released a book about it uh, on the making of aadhar uh, so uh, why did you write the book uh, and what uh, unique things did you feel were not spoken about that uh, that motivated you to write the book i think that's again a very interesting question sanjay uh, because what had happened is that uh, 
Aadhaar is, is one such project which uh, I did in my administrative life where I had a different kind of experience uh, than what I have had uh, you know, earlier in, in other uh, IT projects or other governance uh, roles. Uh, and that was that uh, you know, people who got assembled into that team, uh, they came from diverse backgrounds, they came from diverse you know, sort of academic backgrounds and other uh, backgrounds. Some were government officers, some came from private sector. And it was, it was a fascinating thing to watch the passion of everybody involved in that. I mean, I have never come across such passionate group of people uh, who had taken that as a challenge. And, and the beauty was that most of these guys came, uh, you know, of their own volition, voluntarily. And of course, Nandan being there, he, you know, once he gave a clarion call for people to join it, there are a lot of people who joined uh, as volunteers, as sabbaticals. And so it was a fascinating kind of group. And uh, uh, there uh, I realized that uh, the kind of, then the, when we started doing the project and the project was done. Uh, I left the project uh, after four years and, you know, it continued to grow. We left, uh, when I left, it was 600 million uh, Aadhaar generated. So I think it was, it was a running bus in some sense. It was, it was, producing about 2 million Aadhaars per day. Yes. Now, uh, what happened was that, uh, I mean, I had no intentions of writing a book. I am, I am really not very good at writing also, let me tell you. So uh, then Nandan was writing a book, Nandan and Viral. So Viral uh, kind of got in touch with me, Nandan got in touch with me and he said, "By you should give us the, you know, your, your side of the story, your inputs how you felt and he actually framed some questions well. And I gave copious, you know, sort of answers and many pages because I also felt very excited that Nandan is writing the book and I'm sure the whole story of Aadhaar will be revealed there. Uh, but when the book came out, uh, Rebooting India, uh, then, uh, you know, I read the book and I realized that Nandan has devoted, uh, uh, I think, one or two chapters on Aadhaar. Uh, the rest were, of course, his own other ideas relating to rebooting the, the country and, you know, its, it's technology and other uh, landscape. So then uh, I was not disappointed. Of course, I realized that he had many other things to say. So therefore, he said in that uh, in those in, in that book. But I asked him, I called him one day and I asked him, uh, you have written this uh, book and, you know, uh, but Aadhaar, I thought you were writing a book about Aadhaar only your experience on Aadhaar, but you have written much beyond Aadhaar and Aadhaar only finds a you know, place in a couple of uh, one or two chapters. So he says, yeah, Ram Sevak, I was not, uh, you know, uh, the primary purpose is not to write about Aadhaar. Primary purpose is to generally, what are the ideas which can sort of quick start the transformation in the country or transformational ideas which I have. So uh, uh, I just said that, you know, if you have not written, should I write? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, you, you must write that. And, and uh, I'm sure it will be it will be much better. And I said, you will write the foreword for the book. So he said, yes, I'll do that. Uh, I promise to you. So so that's that's where uh, I started. Then I also realized that a number of books, one by Shankar Iyer and a couple of other books have also been written, some very critical uh, books on Aadhaar. So, uh, but, but they are not really the... They, they, they are either written to kind of describe what Aadhaar is or to criticize what Aadhaar is. Uh, and so I thought that 
I will write a book as, as to how we experience the 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 project itself, how we experience the uh, doing of Aadhaar, so making of Aadhaar in that sense. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, the the idea was to actually uh, tell the world that look, uh, if you want to do large scale IT projects in the government, then these are some of the lessons which we must learn. Uh, so so essentially, our our uh, kind of experience and the the lessons coming out of that experience is actually the book is all about. It is not to defend Aadhaar. It's not my story in Aadhaar. Uh, it's basically the collective story of all those, uh, all of us, including you, who actually contributed to making of Aadhaar, and and then what were the basic principles which made Aadhaar uh, a successful project? Wonderful, wonderful. So let's talk a little uh, bit about Aadhaar itself, sir. Um, you know, uh, obviously, I think the way it has evolved is probably something that. Uh, at the time when you got started in 2009, would have probably been at best a dream, uh, you know, assuming everything went well in hindsight. What surprised you sort of positively and what were some of the things that you thought would happen easily but didn't happen uh, and were kind of uh, surprises in that sense? Uh, one is, of course, that, you know, when we sat down, you know, it was easy to say that, you know, one should have unique identities for for people and and the name of the authority itself was say you know made unique identification authority of india now whether unique is an adjective to authority or to the identification i have never been able to figure it out even today <coughs> but the uniqueness was the overarching theme of the, the thing and then we realized you know when we started uh, sort of studying the issue then we realized that uh, uniqueness how we can achieve uniqueness in a population of 1 billion plus. And that was really very, uh, you know, sort of daunting challenge mm -hmm. to that extent. Mm -hmm. And nobody in the planet had done that kind of exercise. And uh, obviously, the only way we could do that was essentially the, the biometrics, because that's the only unique feature, uh, you know, nature has provided to the man. So biometrics are unique and fingerprints, for example, iris, for example, and maybe there are other attributes also, gait or, or palm or whatever. So, so the most, most sort of easily capturable, so to say, uh, and, and uh, something which does not change with time so much, so immutable in, in some sense. So these we kind of geared on towards the fingerprints and, and iris. Iris was also a big battle because people were not willing to, you know, do that. Fingerprints, everybody understood, but Iris people didn't understand. They were not willing to allow capture of Iris because they said it would be very costly. The machines to capture were not there. So one was this, this whole issue of, uh, you know, how to structure the project, how to do the project you know, in a technological sense. So, uh, but but what surprised was that there were a lot of allies for the project. You know, for example, uh, Mr. Pradam Mukherjee, late C. Pradam Mukherjee, he was the finance minister at that time. He really was uh, was actually quite uh, positive on this because he was also the chairperson of the as external affairs ministers. He was a chairperson of the group of ministers which deliberated on the question of uh, BP. You know, unique identities for BPL families, uh, two thousand six to nine. And they actually uh, sort of recommended the constitution of, a, of an independent authority uh, called Unique Identification Authority of India. So he was our, our great supporter. 
and that's where we went the most uh, you know difficult thing which i had not which we had not imagined were actually the civil societies response to the whole whole project because uh, you know uh, we had uh, we had created a group also uh, in in the in the in the uidai uh, an outreach group uh, to to reach out to civil society to consult them to actually talk to them uh, and our whole idea was this is a project which is an inclusive project is project for development project to provide identity to those who did not have one and because of lack of identity they were not able to kind of access the services or any formal system they were not able to open a bank account so this is these are some of the debilitating factor which identity had and we mm-hmm. thought that the civil society groups the ngos they will be our greatest allies uh, in the sense that they are the ones who are for poor who want who are for marginalized and who want them to be helped but surprisingly these guys were the guys who actually uh, opposed us and opposed us vehemently so the opposition came from generally four four you know sort of corners one were the you know those guys who said that this project will provide and citizenship to bangladeshis you know all the bangladeshis will become indian citizens uh, mm. by getting aadhar and and we were very clear the government also had given us a mandate that you will create an identity for residents of india so we were only you know creating an identification that x is x we were not even you know connecting citizenship with that so citizenship is not also not an attribute of aadhar aadhar is in fact is the world's uh, you know first uh, eligibility less identity identity without eligibility so we basically you know doing that so one was this group another was a group who said that you know it will lead to huge amount of exclusion so people will not be able to get ration people will not be able to bank account because their biometrics will not authenticate and stuff like that that was another part third were the surveillance walas you know they were said that aadhar will create a surveillance infrastructure so these were some of the guys who basically you know were were opposed and that was quite surprising to us because we thought that they will be our supporters so so that's that's one part uh, again there was also uh, you know surprising because we thought that we were creating a, a common foundational identity which will be used by many uh, departments and therefore all the departments should be happy because everyone is struggling to to mm-hmm. eliminate duplicates and fakes from their databases so we thought they will be happy but unfortunately what happened was that many departments were just you know sort of they were they were lecturing us on how to create identity so there were four thoughts you know one thought was that this has already been done you know why are you doing identity it's, it's already a done thing you know you have all kinds of identity of voter id card you have ration card you have you know driving license your passports and everything so why do you want to have another Uh, identity card that's one group another was that uh, it's not worth doing you know mm-hmm. so basically you are investing so much of money and uh, it, it will not serve any purpose i mean what advantage will it bring about and especially when you are not giving any entitlement to them you know you are saying i will just create identity and you will not be entitled for anything due to this identity so why the hell should i have this accept that identity which does not give me anything so it's not worth doing the third yeah. thought was that it is impossible to do and there were many fellows who were you know saying no it's just not possible to have uh, uniqueness in 1.3 billion there were some professors in the university 
there were some social scientists also who joined the bandwagon. They they gave before the parliamentary standing committee that there will be 15 percent, uh, you know, duplicates in this whole thing, and it will be just, you know, uh, you will be this. They will be just sunk in uh, sink into duplicates, sea of duplicates, as they say. So everybody here, there was some Professor Moss or Ross, I am forgetting the name, who also, you know, gave us this this statement that you know you can't do with this. So the third idea was, and many people were in the government were also saying you can't do this. Mm. And the fourth one was that you have no authority to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, the Home Ministry uh, and the NPR and other everybody was saying, look, identity is something which is done by Home Ministry, Interior Ministry. It's a security issue. You are nobody in that that part. You are a, an attached office of Planning Commission. What have got have you got to do with identity? So the four thoughts, you know, it, it has already been done. It's not worth doing. It can't be done, and you have no thought to do it. So these these four thoughts we continuously kind of were bombarded with. So that that was quite uh, surprising for us. Got it. But uh, nonetheless, I think the project has, uh, you know, been a great success, and now is the foundation maybe thinking ahead, uh, you know, of digital India and with the whole uh, India stack that has been built on top uh, of the foundation of Aadhaar with EKYC, e-signatures, and and all the way through to UPI and now DEPA with the concern framework and and all the overall digitization that has happened over the last ten years. Uh, including whether it is gst and you know now the oken framework coming for credit lending and things like that um and i can tell you certainly as people from the startup ecosystem um you know we are now seeing companies uh, of course there are big examples of jio that has gone from 0 to 300 million subscribers purely with aadhar and e sign but even the smaller companies are able to open bank accounts or you know open brokerage accounts with ekyc perhaps even just with otp based ekyc so it has already proven a lot of the transformation but looking at it from an entrepreneur's perspective the next 5 years let's say right or 5 to 10 years uh, where we are expecting you know massive transformation in india and a huge gdp growth through digitization as a vehicle for inclusive growth what would you see as some really exciting opportunities that you would advise entrepreneurs to to tackle well i think uh, the the you know the fundamental principle which we should remember is that aadhar has been made as a designed as a foundational identity and digital identity on the cloud uh, verifiable uh, you know through multiple factors like iris and, and fingerprints and now of course i am told uh, uida is also introducing the face authentication now that makes things very easy for any domain where identity authentication or verification is required so the use cases is actually just a matter of imagination you know you can imagine large number of use cases uh, and and we i remember we had about 200 applications for Uh, user authentication user agencies when when we were there in UIDI, uh, so people were excited that this can be used. So ultimately, I am not an innovator or I am not a uh, kind of a startup uh, you know advisor or, or, or person who can advise. But I can only say that wherever you require uh, identity, and I think there is hardly any 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 place or hardly any transaction. where you are not 
you know, the identity disclosure or identity verification is not the first step. Right. You know, formal or informal or anything. Wherever you go, you know, when you knock on a door and say, uh, you know, I am so and so. So this particular disclosure of identity. Now, whether whether that identity disclosure is good enough, or whether a robust authentication is required to prove that you are you. Now, that is something which will depend from the transaction to transaction, and the so therefore, whether you want a very robust, uh, you know, sort of authentication or 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 uh, smaller uh, less uh, you know robust authentication fortunately uidai has provided all of them you know for example you can have biometric authentication through iris or or fingerprints you can have otp based electronic kyc or authentication and you can have demographic offline authentication so all flavors of authentication can be provided and people can take them so essentially aadhar provides only one simple service authentication aadhar provides another one which is basically generation of identity which is lifetime immutable verifiable and stuff like that so with these two you know stuff one uh, a creation of the id and another is on an ongoing basis the verification of id these are the two services which aadhar offers and i think one can build a number of things on top of that great so uh, let's switch gears sir to uh, the covid-19 vaccine uh, situation and and the role you're playing now and uh, to the extent you can share with us you know what is the high level thought process of going about you know we have such a massive uh, uh, population that we need to to get the vaccine to so it'd be great if you could share you know how uh, uh, how you are thinking about it and uh, you know uh, what what we are going to see uh, in the next 6 uh, to 12 months in the country well uh, uh, you know as you are aware the the honorable prime minister launched the uh, sort of vaccination drive on 16th of uh, january and uh, you are also aware that this is the largest you know biggest uh, dr- uh, vaccination sort of program 200000 vaccinations in one single day in any country is actually very large program also the fact that you know the population of india you know we are going to have vaccination for 1/6 of humanity uh, you know that's also very massive number yes so uh, scaling up uh, and and actually making sure that everybody gets vaccinated covered you you can't do it without a very robust digital uh, you know infrastructure that's something which which needs to be a kind of built and uh, i have been sort of uh, put put on that job by the government to sort of oversee the the building of that uh, infra so so that's uh, where i think uh, uh, you know we will be recording the the vaccination event of each and every individual so it will be completely online recording we will issue a certificate uh, then and there so that everybody has a certificate uh, whether in paper or whether digital all you know ways you can access your certificate so then you know when to go for the vaccination the next dose etc so that's something which we will be doing with regard to the speed uh, you know it will depend on the availability of vaccination and and then you know how do we prioritize the 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 people who are going to be vaccinated so for example in this phase we are covering the the health workers 
and the uh, the frontline workers like police army and you know security forces and and other uh, people transport and other parts mm-hmm. so so this is the way it is going thereafter i think the next phase is supposed to cover people uh, of 50 years plus and also those who are less than 50 years but have certain comorbidities conditions so that is what in the next phase that's the visibility which which you know we have till now with regard to the timelines obviously a lot will depend on the availability of vaccine and other things but uh, you know the, there's a huge amount of clarity uh, uh, in so far as the the way uh, prioritization is happening superb and and uh, if you could just share a little about what the digital experience will be for somebody you know because we we really i think are doing things far more um, uh you know in in the form of in the, the certificate itself that somebody will uh, will receive uh, so that somebody can verify it if i'm getting on an airplane for example uh, i'm guessing it would be through a digi locker or a qr code or something it would be great if you could share your thoughts on that for oh, sure this this basically certificate which is being issued is is digitally signed so and with qr code so you can verify the truth and and you know it can go back to the site uh, and and say that yes this is a the genuine certificate so it it will work for travels and for other kinds of you know things uh, that that's something which is happening and uh, uh, the other part will be you know it, uh, people will be able to self register themselves for you know vaccination so it will be like in uidi we used to have a system where people could say that all right i want to uh, you know enroll for aadhar and they would be shown the nearest stations uh, uh, around them and and uh, that that's how it will it will happen uh, so so that experience we want to replicate here also where uh, it will become very convenient for people to to actually choose a place and time of their uh, vaccination uh, of course this will all depend again on the availability availability and sure. also you know it's like it's like uh, reservation getting a reservation in a train or in a plane where you see that if there is a capacity of 100 people and already 50 have registered and there is vacancy but if already 100 have registered then there will be no vacancy on that day on that center so maybe you can choose either another day or another center so this is the kind of infra which we want to put dig- citizen facing digital uh, you know kind of artifacts digital uh, things so one can register on helpline one can also register on the portal uh, one can probably register on arogya setu arogya setu is an application which is yes. available with about 15 crore uh, you know people so they can register on them in fact we will be sending the certificate also on arogya setu so that you can show uh you know on your on your mobile phone so this way we will be able to have complete communication with the people and people will be easily able to register themselves into the system Wonderful. great so it, i'm sure uh, uh, you're going to leave no stone unturned to make sure this is done both efficiently and in a uh, resident friendly way sir so really looking forward to it and as always of course Uh, i can speak on behalf of the entire startup ecosystem if there's any way we can support uh, feel free to do reach out to all of us one last question i have sir for uh, you know which way i ask all my podcast hosts you know who have been uh, 
uh, or guests who have been here, you know, around for several years have seen so much, you know, uh, and it's more intended as advice for the youngsters. But what would you have advised yourself in hindsight uh, to say the Ram Sevak Sharma sir of 20 years ago? What, yeah, and which is an advice to today's youngsters in other ways. No, I'm not really very clear about your question. Are you saying that uh, what advice would I give to the youngsters of today or I'm saying what advice would I give to myself when I was younger? Uh, maybe, maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, I don't think I'm really qualified to give advice uh, to the youngsters. But broadly, I will say from my own experience that uh, A is you must have, you know, you must continue to learn. Because that's one of the things which which we often do not do, and we often continue to kind of I think that's very important that you should continue to upgrade yourself to learn. And of course, you should be quite sincere in your approach and and, and, and behavior. That I think these are some of the things which I have learned in the in my whole life that you know, if if you continue to upgrade, learn. If you continue to work sincerely and if you are honest in, in purpose, I think things, uh, God always, uh, you know, helps you out. Certainly. And opportunities come your way, certainly. Yes, yes, absolutely. No, I think that has been the, the greatest privilege. And uh, I can also say from my um, interactions with you, sir, and, and the, the small involvement we had in the Aadhaar program and, and how we have seen it evolve over the last uh, 10 years in India, you know, uh, there is always a better way to do things. And, and that opportunity is, is it, being able to be a part of that opportunity is the, is the privilege of, of a lifetime. So wanted to thank you, sir, on behalf of a lot of people for the amazing service in bringing all of this infrastructure together. And of course, thank you for your time uh, today. Well, thank you, Sanjay. Thank you for having me on this podcast. And I'm sure we will continue our associations and uh, in, in, in near future also. Uh, I am, by the way, I'm retired. So I was living a very happy life for three months. <laughs> and I retired last September. So I was very happy. And now also I'm very happy because, you know, sometimes the, the boredom had started to set in. Uh, you know, when you have nothing to do, then, you know, initially it's very good, great experience, but then you start feeling, kuch karna chahiye, kuch karna chahiye. <laughs> I think again, the God... And the government has given me this opportunity to, to work on this, this project. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank yes. you, sir. Dear listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast app for free and you'll be the first one to know when new episodes are available. Just search for Prime Venture Partners Podcast in Apple Podcast, Spotify, CastBox or however you get your podcasts. Then hit subscribe. And if you have enjoyed the show, we would be really grateful if you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. To read the full transcript, find the link in the show notes.